Can I have, uh, we have one back there that can come up here, one of the kids? Is she bashful? Can you come up? Yeah, both of you. That's right, we got all day. Just like mom. Just, oh! <laughs> all right, let's have a seat up here. All right. Oops, I don't want Snapchat. <laughs> there we go, I got some notes here. Have you guys heard of an organization called Gideon's? No? You have heard of them? What have you. What do you know about the Gideons? What's that? Oh, let me grab my microphone. Okay, so what do the Gideons do? Oh, you don't know, but you've heard of them. <laughs> well, the Gideons are, have you guys been in motel rooms? Have you ever noticed that there's a, in some of them, there's a Bible in there? Mm -hmm. Do you know where they come from? They come from the Gideons. Mm -hmm. Yes, they, um, they go, they're all over the world, and they put Bibles in motel rooms so that when you are going to a motel room, you have something you can read. And have you ever seen those Bibles? Mm -hmm. Have you ever read them? And so, um, you know, the amazing thing about the Gideons is that we actually have one of them with us today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his name is Troy. And after I'm done talking, he's going to be talking as well. And I believe, don't the Gideons also give out Bibles to school kids too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you? Mm -hmm. Yes. So David called me earlier this week and said, oh, uh, I forgot to tell you last week that we have a Gideon that's coming today. Can he talk for a little bit? I was like, sure. So then I got thinking a little bit, and I thought, you know, Gideon would be an interesting sermon topic. Have you heard of Gideon in the Bible? Do you want to give, me, do you want to give the sermon today? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, Gideon, he's one of the judges in the Bible. And he was, how shall I say, he was a little weak guy. He wasn't very strong. And the thing is that God came up to him and said, you are going to help the Israelites. And he, he'd be like God coming to one of us and all of a sudden, says, hey, you're, you're going you're gonna to help the United States of America. You know how scary that would be? To think about God coming to you and say, okay, you know, you, you're going to be the rescuer. And Gideon was the same way. He was like, me? No way. And so 
in the Bible, it talks about, there's Judges uh, chapters 6, 7, and 8 talk about this man called Gideon and what he did. And we're going to go through that today. And so I want you to, when, when we're talking about Gideon, um, realize what we're talking about, about him and what he did for his people. Because you see, he was not a special guy. He was just plain and ordinary. And God made him brave. Has there ever been a situation in school, maybe? Yeah, you're probably not in school yet, but how about when you've been in school where you're kind of like nervous and not knowing what to do? Mm-hmm. All the time? <laughs> I, I've been there too, you know, where you're, you're kind of scared. You have, have you ever talked in front of a group? Yeah. Isn't that nerve-wracking? Yeah. Very much so. Sometimes we just need to kind of take a, a deep breath and say, okay, God, you got this. Calm me down and just make me do what I got to do. And that works. God, Because God does those wonderful things in our lives. I mean, he will help us be calm. He will help us, he'll be, make us brave. And as you grow up, you're, you're going to rely on God as well to help you through tough situations. And everybody has tough situations. And Gideon, um, this, is, this is really cool, this one verse here. It's in Judges 6, 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. <laughs> and if you knew what Gideon was like, he was like just a plain old person out there. Mighty hero? Really? <laughs> but God reassured him through he did some things for Gideon and uh, uh, gave him the courage to make it through. And that's what God does for us as well. But we have to pray. We have to communicate with him. What's that? Yes. God, God is always with us. So as we go through life, make sure God is first. Be brave and awesome. Okay? All right, you can, you can sit down now. And now we're going to hear about the story of Gideon. As I said earlier, this is going to be about Gideon. It's like... We have Gideon. We have a Gideon coming today. I wonder what we we kind of heard about Gideon in the Bible, what he did. But I read this story about four times at least this week, trying to understand what was really going on in his life. So I'm going to read to you a selected verses, and we're going to talk about Gideon in the Bible. And and again, it's recorded in Judges, starting in the sixth chapter. Now, the interesting thing about the Israelites, the moment they didn't have a leader is like a classroom of kids when the teacher leaves the room. You know what happened? The kids all just go and they do all kinds of stuff and they throw erasers and they do, they don't have erasers anymore, but you know, back in my day, you know, they throw erasers and they do this and they'd be talking and loud and moving desks around and just being totally honored as soon as the teacher left the room. When the Israelites did not have a leader with them, they became defiant to God. 
You would think that over time they would get the story that God is for them and on their side, but they just don't grasp it. So here we are in the Bible in chapter 6. The Israelites are in total turmoil. There are these group of uh, the Midians, the uh, Midianites and uh, Amalekites and Eastern peoples had invaded the country. They basically totally destroyed the Israelites living. These people came in, they destroyed their crops, they took their animals. The Israelites had to hide up in the mountains for fear of them, and they were scared to death. These foreigners that came into land, they were described as they came up with their livestock and tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. They, they came in to basically say the Israelites are going to be no more. And now the Israelites are saying, Lord, they cried out to the Lord for help. Now they cry out to the Lord for help. But the problem was is that they were worshiping Baal. As soon as, as soon as their leader left, they fell away from the Lord, they worshiped Baal, and, and, uh, and now they're going to the Lord for help. So the Lord comes down. An angel of the Lord came and sat down, and he was coming to Gideon. But the other thing about when before God came down, he, he was a little bit, you can tell he was a little bit irritated. He says, when the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am your Lord, your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. Now Gideon comes into the picture. And as we talked about earlier, the Lord appeared to Gideon. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But Sir Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Now Gideon is asking God, all these bad things are happening to us. Why? Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us in the hand of Midian. But the Lord turned to Gideon and says, yes, but you're going to lead us out. You're going to be the one that's going to help. So Gideon says, like, his tribe, his family members were one of the lowest ones, and he was one of the, he was small and weak and not very strong and not very brave either. So Gideon says, all right, if you really want me to do this, and, and I want to believe that you are God, I need you to do something for me. They have this um, 
this material, um, which is called, um, what's it called? The fleece. And Gideon says, make the fleece wet and the ground dry. And God did it that night. But the problem with that theory is that fleece usually draws in the liquid, so that, that was something easy to do. So he says, okay, I, I, don't get angry with me, God. He says, make, this time I want you to make the ground wet and the fleece dry. Which God did. So Gideon is saying, all right, I can do this, but this is not going to be an easy task. Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me. And the fleece was dry. Now early in the morning, oh, one thing he had to do too. You see, the Israelites had a... um, an altar to Baal, and also an Asherah pole. An Asherah pole was a sacred tree or pole that stood near the Canaanite religious locations to honor the pagan goddesses Asher. The Asherah pole was originally done back in Exodus, I believe it was, and now it shows up again here today in Judges. God told Gideon, to destroy Baal's altar and chop down that Asher pole. And Gideon was like, okay. But he was a little bit nervous about doing that. And he wasn't going to do it during the daytime. He did it at night. He and 10 people, 10 of his friends, went out at night, destroyed Baal's altar, and chopped down the Asher tree, the Asher pole. And used the wood from the Asher pole. Gideon also then built an altar to God. Because God said, I want you to build an altar suitable to me. So Gideon built an altar to God. Used the wood from the Asher pole. Put that on the altar. And had a burnt sacrifice for God. So, that was all accomplished. Then, of course, the next morning rolls around. And the people come out. And Baal's altar is gone, destroyed. They're upset. They did some investigating and found out, oh, it was Gideon who did it. We want to get him. But his dad, he addressed the crowd in verse 31. He says, but Joash replied to the hostile crowd around him, are you going to plead Baal's cause? Are you trying to save him? Whoever fights for him shall be put to death by morning. If Baal really is God, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So that day they called Gideon Jeroboam, saying if Baal contended with him because he broke down Baal's altar. So he got a little bit of a new name that day. All right. Now it's time to save the people. And he gets an army put together. A lot of people. I don't know how many tens of thousands of people were there. And God says, that's too many. We got to reduce this number down. So the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for, for them. What God wanted to do is 
have Gideon and his people drive the people out of the country, and they have to realize that it's God doing it and not the Israelites. Because God is God. He doesn't want the Israelites to take credit for this. So God is, is getting this all figured out here. So he says, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 people left. And that brings his army down to 10,000. Now you've got to realize all these other people that are out there, these foreigners, there's, you know, like I said, there were like locusts. There were so many of them. But God's going to get this number down. He's going to prove to the Israelites that he is God and can defeat these people. So the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will sift them out for you there. And if you look in your bulletin, there's a picture there of people down at the water. Some are down on their knees drinking and others are cupping it. And it's an interesting note that those who are down on their knees drinking water if you think about it, they can't see what's going on around them. God wants people who can see what's going on around them. And these other ones are bringing it up and doing this. Well, out of the 10,000 people, only 300 did this. The rest of them, God told Gideon, tell them to go home. Don't need them. I got 300. So 300 people, whoa, 300 people are going to take on all these foreigners there. But with God, anything is possible. Now Gideon is still a little unsure about this whole situation. He's not sure, you know, it's like, okay, there's only 300 of us. How are we going to defeat all these people? So God says, I want you and somebody to go down to the camp, to their camp, and listen to what they're saying. And so they went down there. See, the deal was, somebody had a dream. And these Midianites were talking about this dream. So when Gideon and his friend went down there, this man said, I had a dream. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. They Gideon then realized that, oh, okay, this is God at work. I also read it as a side note that the barley bread was basically about, it's a very low value. So, the Israelites at that time were very low value on themselves as well, down on themselves, didn't have bravery, didn't have what, they had fallen away from God. God's trying to get them back again. So now we have these 300 people. This, then the next part of the story is kind of interesting. They divide up into three companies, about 100, I suppose, per company. And they surround them. And I'm thinking... Doesn't this sound familiar? About the walls of Jericho. And they walked around Jericho. And then they sound the trumpet. And the walls come down. These 300 people 
surrounded all these people. They had trumpets and they had empty jars. I'm not sure what the resemblance is for the empty jars, but they had these empty jars. And when they were ready to go, they would smash the jars down and then sound the trumpets. And then they were to shout out as well. Um, if I can find where it says that at here. They were supposed to shout out about the sword of David, or the sword of God, and they were going to shout something out, a phrase out, and then what happened? They did that, and all these people left. They were scared. They, the Israelites didn't have to do anything. They up and left. They were scared for these 300 people because it was the power of God at work. So Gideon did a great thing for those people. Israelites were returning somewhat to normal. They had peace for like 40 years. Oh yeah, then the Israelites. Again, the teacher left the classroom. Okay? Gideon died. And the Is this this is the sad part of the whole story. After Gideon dies, it says here. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. They set up Baal Bereth as their God and did not remember the Lord their God who had rescued them from the hands of the enemies on every side. They also failed to show kindness to the family of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, for all good things he had done for them. Humankind is, is, is so challenging. I think we're maybe we're all, we're all part of the same boat as well. And I'm thinking, why don't they get it that this is their God, but then they drive away from God as soon as their leader leaves? Gideon had led them. God gave him bravery to lead him. Now I'm going to jump forward to more present future, or present past, I guess. There were a couple guys in a motel room in Wisconsin. They, they happened to stay in the same room. And they um, found out that they had the same familiar with faith. Then they had a meeting. There was three of them that only attended the meeting. And so they grouped, they gathered, they gathered together and they prayed. And they prayed and they tried to decide what they wanted to use for a name. I think it was Mr. Knights. After they were done praying, Mr. Knights gets up and he says, we shall be called Gideons. And thus the Gideon International was formed. I, have to, I often wonder, Gideon, who was, lacked bravery, got brave from God, helped lead the Israelites, and this organization with the Gideons are brave people who go out into the world to give Bibles into motel rooms, to give Bibles to kids, to preach the word of God to other people out there. 
they have to be brave as well as Gideon was brave. And where do you get that bravery from? And I remember reading on their website, the one thing that the Gideons want is our prayers. Gideon prayed to God. The Gideons pray to God. We need to pray to God for the Gideons to do their work. We, we need to pray to God for, to help us in our work as well. We shall be called Gideons. At this moment, I'm going to have Troy come forward and talk about the Gideons and their organization. try we do because it's God is doing it and the scripture that uh, the Gideons really found go back on is found in Isaiah 55 11 and it says it will not so is my word that goes out forth from my mouth it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it that is what the Gideons are about we are an organization of of men that uh, are businessmen. And I'm going to start out with a little story. So just have a just kind of go along, because at first you're going to think, what is that man doing? <clears throat> I'm a Satanist. I follow the Lord Satan. That's what a young university student yelled at. He turned at a team of Gideons who were dis distributing testaments outside a university in Mexico City. He had taken a New Testament, saw what it was, and became enraged. He continued to taunt and shout at the Gideons. Finally, he said he would show them just what he thought of their book. As a student, I proceeded to try to set it on fire with his cigarette lighter. But try as he might, it would not ignite. He tried for several minutes, but the testament would not burn. He quieted down and became afraid. The young student had never seen anything like this. He left abruptly, but came back soon after to apologize to the Gideons. He realized this must be a supernatural book. The men then began to witness and share the gospel with his student from the back of the New Testament. Before he left that morning, he had prayed to accept Christ, Jesus, as his Savior. Folks, that is why Gideon served, to see people turn to Christ. That's what we are about. That is what we do. We share the gospel, and as we say, as we mentioned in the hotels, hospitals, nurses, 
we go to uh, uh, schools, we go to the law enforcement, we go to those who go into the military and give the New Testament. These be placed in their hands to take with them because it's the Word of God. <clears throat> For many of you, when you hear the name Gideon, you probably think about the Bibles that are that you regularly see in the hotels. But the Gideon's International is so much more. Since 1899, that's when the three men, huh? In 1899, our object has been to win others to Christ by helping Christian businesses and professional men strengthen their testimony and increase their influence for Christ and their homes, workplaces, and churches. In most churches, we have Gideon members. In your church here, you have some Gideon members. And it's, and it's, and it's a great organization of, of professional men. We in our camp are getting a little bit older as I'm in my later 70s. But most of our, we're looking for new, for new blood. We're looking for new men to stand up, stand up and get, come forward and be servant of God, to share Christ with others, share his word, share the scriptures, be bold. <clears throat> As a natural outgrowth of mature, maturing in Christ and strengthening our testimonies, we and our wives place Bibles in designated traffic lanes of, of life. Places like the motels, hotels, hospitals, nursing homes. We also give testaments to students in schools and colleges, to prisoners, and to police, fire, and medical professionals as well as men and women in the armed forces, as you've heard me say before. There are several different designs of the New Testament. Some of them, they got the, uh, the military, you know, the military uniform, uh, uh, that's what it looks like. We have the pink ones for the students. We have some that's when we get to go to the schools and we distribute them to the class of fifth and sixth graders. They are, they are a, a combination of uh, a banner, and orange. They have white, which are for the nurses, or are placed in the dental offices. They're different colors, they have designations. Also, we have now, which I forgot to bring, it's a large New Testament, large print. You're like me, you gotta have the glasses, you cannot read that little thing. Them words are strange. You gotta have them a little bit bigger so you can see what you're seeing. So we, the Gideon, now, uh, the, the scripture now in the New Testament is, is in large print. We encourage our men and their wives to share the gospel at least once a week using their small testaments, which have helped for more than 34 of life's more pressing needs in the front and plan of salvation in the back of the little New Testament. There are plan of salvations in the back. Also, there's a place if you decide to, uh, if you somebody decides to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they can sign their name and the date that they made that decision. And they carry it with them wherever they go. When I was in Vietnam, there were, there were several of the fellows. Because of uh, circumstances that all of a sudden you come face to face with what reality is. And they, 
accepted Christ and they signed that New Testament and they carried that. And when I go to Vietnam Veterans <coughs> Association, as I'm the chaplain of it, of the Northeast section North of South Dakota, several of them still have that New Testament where they signed and come to know Christ. And it, it's, it's something that I'm proud of. The, the meetings are done. Today we are organizing over 200 countries and territories and possessions. And we publish the scriptures in more than 109 languages. Last year, by God's grace, we touched over 70 million people with a copy of God's Word. It's so easy for us to, for, for us to obtain Bibles that it's hard to understand just how precious a copy of God's Word is to so many around the world, even though two even though two people receive a scripture every second, the need is even greater. You may be wondering how, I can, how you can help. Remember, there are over 7 billion people in this world. And we only have touched just a small post percentage of the, of the population. As much as, <clears throat> as much as we need and appreciate your contributions, we need your prayer even more. Please pray today for us and to keep us in your prayers. I encourage you to keep a copy of your bulletin insert in your Bible to remind you to pray for us. Pray that God will provide open doors for us to reach more people and for more funds to purchase scriptures. Next, if God needs you to do so, please consider giving to the, to the Gideons. For an investment of less than a dollar and twenty cents, you can provide for the purchase and replacements of scriptures around the world. Your donations of about one hundred dollars, one hundred and twenty dollars, can reach as can result in a box of one hundred New Testaments, reaching men, women, and children in a country where many people struggle to survive and they can't afford. A copy of God's Word. I want to read you a little bit of other little testaments here. In 1998, I was living in sin. As a poor single father of three, I abused drugs and alcohol and was addicted to the pornography and sex. In my misery, I called out and, became, and began to pray. I wanted to be done with the life I was living. I thought, God, if you are real, Remove me from this situation and I will serve you. Come and take me. I'm tired and out of control. I was drunk that night and did some awful things and I knew I was on my way to hell. I ended up going to jail where terrible things were done to me. I ended up spending three months in solitary confinement and began reading a Bible from the Gideons. When I studied the Bible, I felt better. After three days in the Word, I gave my life to the Lord. Soon I was bonded out and went home until my next court date. I continued to read the Bible every day. Eventually I went to court and did the right thing. I pled guilty. I received 22 years in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I continued to read the Bible and was released on parole in 2014. I stayed faithful to the Lord all that time. 
he was my shield, protector, and rock. While in prison, I was able to minister to many other prisoners, and I hope that some were impacted for the better. Now I'm out. I continue to be persuaded into persecuted and discriminated against because of the nature of my crimes 25 years ago. It is very hard on my wife, but the Lord provides. The church is full of people who accept me for who God has allowed me to become, not who I used to be. I thank God for the church and the Gideons for and the Gideons. Even now, I have the Gideon Bible app on my phone and tablet. I love your organization. I always tell people I found the Bible provided by the Gideons, which led me to find the Lord. Thank you for all that you have done and do. You can also donate. One of the things I want to do right now is I want to show you, and you have it, you have in the back, a, a card holder. Remember these cards are, just, are provided for you by the Gideons, free of charge. That, that, that's our responsibility. These are just a sample, recognition, thinking of you in memory, and on your special day, and there's, there's several more, there's about six or seven different cards that we provide. And they're for you to, to use. And one of the things is, is, is freely, freely. But what we'd like to have you do is, and you open it up, you'll find a little envelope in there, and it's what it is to, to help the Gideon provide the Bible throughout our country. This country is in need of, is in need of hearing uh, the Word of God. But the world is also. And so we appreciate her help in distributing the, the scriptures. <clears throat> Finally, if you are a business or a professional man who would like to associate with other like-minded men to strengthen your Christian witness to your employees, customers, family, and church members, please come and see me or Dave after the service or in a, at any time. And I will give you some more information as we continue to, to look for men and their wives who, call, who God is calling to this work. And Pastor Paul, I thank you for the opportunity to share about the worldwide ministry of the Gideons International. And uh, we thank you for uh, being able to come before you and to speak before you. It's good to see old faces. Been a long time since I've seen one of you, but it's great to see you. And I appreciate the opportunity to come in here today and to, and to participate in your worship service. And may God bless you. Thank you, Troy. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Amen.